Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back. After a sudden six-week medical leave for one of the key Soul H2O team members, we're back stronger than ever. And I believe God has some crazy, amazing things he wants me to share with you over the next few months because time off helped me to get filled up so I can flow out to you. If this is your first time listening, I'm Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, your on-air ladies' Bible study event, and I'm super glad you're here. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O Devotion. In today's episode, How Powerful Is Your Blow Dryer? With my guest, author, podcaster, and Bible teacher, Christine Hoover, you will be inspired. Before our recording break, the 100th episode celebration contest to win Soul H2O swag and a gift from Joy Radio was running. Cindy Held from Newstat, Ontario, was our winner. It's really been the time for Cindy's around here since the last contest winner was another Cindy. Make sure to enter your name into our next contest to win prizes, even if your name isn't Cindy. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 101. So, Let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. I had one of those wake-up call moments while blow-drying my hair. God often speaks to me through the mundane things of life. I don't see writing in the sky, but God is always talking. And if I pay attention and listen, I can hear Him or in this case, feel him. So here's what happened. Years ago, my blow dryer died. Yes, it was a sad, sad, bad hair day. I found an old blow dryer around the house, but it was so old, it didn't work well. Honestly, the machine was so weak, it should have been stripped of its name blow dryer entitled The Puffer. At the time, I didn't have money to get a new one, so I thought I'd just wait a little until I found one on sale. Weeks went by, months went by, and I just got used to this underpowered blow dryer. Months later, when I opened our trailer in the spring and used my camp blow dryer, I was shocked, literally blown away, pun intended. There was so much power in this little machine, it took half the time to dry my hair. There were other benefits too. My hair looked smoother and shinier than when I used the weak blow dryer. And I'm guessing our hydro bills went down. Then it hit me. I had allowed myself to just settle, accepting that weakened state. I got comfortable with weakness and somehow decided to live with less power than was available to me. When I thought about what I had accepted living with, an underpowered blow dryer for so long, I felt the Lord asking me, are you living an underpowered Christian life? Sadly, my answer was yes. I began to think about how often we live life without accessing the power of God. Jeremiah 10, 12 to 13 explains how God made the earth by his power. And he preserves it by his wisdom. 
With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. And then Psalm 147 verses 4 to 5 tells how God determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Those verses confirm our God is so powerful. Your God is so powerful. Since his spirit lives in us as believers, we too should be powerful as long as we're plugged into the source. A powerful blow dryer is great, but if you don't plug it in, you're still going to have wet hair. First Chronicles 1611 says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. You see, the key to accessing God's power is explained in this verse. Seek his presence daily. All you have to do is spend time with him. What an invitation. Deuteronomy 33, 25 affirms that God's strength doesn't run out. He promises to give you strength equal to your days. That means there isn't a day that has too much trouble for the strength of God to overcome. Let something rise up within you. Get unsatisfied with your weakened state. Don't settle. Seek the Lord and His power. Seek His presence continually, and you'll be able to live a supercharged Christian life with all the power you need. Trouble finding time to grow in your faith? Take your joy everywhere. Download the My Joy Radio app today and be ready to reconnect to all of your favorite ministries. Plus, 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream means you're never more than a few swipes away from an uplifting word or song. It's never been easier to create time for your faith. The My Joy Radio app, uplifting music, life-changing ministry, and more. Available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Christine Hoover is a pastor's wife, mom of three boys, host of the By Faith podcast, and author of several books. She's passionate about teaching the Bible and has also written a study called Seek First the Kingdom to help lead women through the book of Matthew. Originally from Texas, this Southern Belle and her family live in Charlottesville, Virginia, where they planted a church back in 2008. Christine, welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Hi, Sherry. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, it's great to have you. And definitely, I'm hoping to hear a little bit of a Southern accent as we (laughs) go through this. I don't really have it. I don't really have it anymore. I think I've lost it. You've lost it. Well, to us here in Canada, Virginia still is South, you know, but yeah. Yes. Now, with other guests, I asked them to share a Bible study tool or tip from their personal study, but I was hoping you could share something that I presume came from your personal study times. But could you tell us a bit about your Bible study program that takes people through the book of Matthew? 
Sure. Well, it did come for my own personal time, and it's called Seek First the Kingdom. And it really looks at one of the topics that Jesus talked about most in the Gospels, which is the kingdom of God. And we we learn together by studying different portions of Matthew, what is the kingdom of God and how do we enter it? And then what is the culture of this kingdom? How do we live according to the kingdom? So I've loved, loved, loved writing this study, and I have really enjoyed taking people through it, teaching through it, and learning myself about the kingdom of God. And there's more resources beyond just the actual print copy of the study that people can use. There's like maybe let people know what are the resources there to, you know, for groups to go through this study. Sure. Well, it's an eight-week study and uh, published by Lifeway, and they have also produced teaching videos where I get to teach leading into your week of study. You can kind of get a sneak peek into what the, what the week's topic is using different um, uh, passages from Matthew. So you can find all of that at lifeway.com slash seekfirst get that teaching, get the workbook. And actually right now they're doing a free teaching. You can sign up to join in with their online Bible study and get the teaching for free for a limited time. Well, how good is that? I didn't even know you're going to let the listeners in on a freebie, but that <laughs> is perfect. I'm sure they'll take yes. advantage of that. We also get all of our guests to share a favorite Bible verse, one that's been inspiring you lately, anything that you want to share with people. Well, since we're talking about being a pastor's wife, I chose my favorite verse related to ministry, which is Hebrews 6.10. And it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. That's been such a anchor verse for me in ministry to know that God sees me. A lot of times as a pastor's wife, we feel like what we do is kind of behind the scenes or in the shadows or sometimes even completely invisible. And so for me to know that God sees me and that he uh, values what I do for him by faith is just such, such uh, an encouraging thing. I often go back to that verse. I, just as you were talking and thinking about your book, as you were reading the scripture and talking about it, I just had this vision of, you know, the old seasoned typecast of a pastor's wife where she's behind the piano playing, supporting, and, you know, behind the scenes so much that she's hiding behind a piano and people really don't often even see her, but that God sees every pastor's wife and what they're doing, whether they are completely behind the scenes or if they're on the stage all the time, but that they are seen, heard and loved. I love that. Um, authors tend to write books that are born out of some sort of difficulty, maybe a desire of theirs. And I write to help people say, stay spiritually refreshed so they don't crumble under the pressures of life because as a divorced woman, I know that it's important staying spiritually hydrated and, you know, to be able to get through those desert type circumstances. You've written two books now for pastor's wives. Is there a reason why you're so, you feel so passionately about helping others, especially pastor's wives? Yes, absolutely. I entered ministry completely unsure of what I was doing. And I remember, and I tell this story in the, in the book, I, there was a, a seasoned pastor's wife who lived down the street for me. And I waited for her to come down that street, knock on my door and just to check in on me and ask how, how I was doing. And she did that one day, but I was so afraid to ask her questions. And I just kind of 
learned a lot of things through trial and error on my own. And I look back at that and I realize I had such a resource in her. If I would have just asked her some questions, I probably would have gotten some help along the way. And that's why I write. That's why I write these books for pastor's wives, because I want to be that resource for other people. I don't have mm-hmm. all the answers, but I like giving voice to what we experience and, and helping people know, okay, so here's what I've learned. Some of them the hard way of here's some truths that scripture speaks to these situations. And so let me be a friend to you in it. That's why I've written these books. That is really good. I love in your book where you talk about that experience with that pastor's wife. And you said that instead of like sitting back in the back of the couch, you were kind of on the edge, acting all formal and not really getting personal. But that was your greatest desire. I'm looking forward to coming back and talking with you and and ways that you can really help pastor's wives to open up with others. Hi, I'm Christine Hoover from episode 101 and the Soul H2O radio and podcast show music pick for today is Weary Traveler by Jordan St. Cyr. Weary Traveler, Weary Traveler, you won't be weary long. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor, weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back with author, podcaster, and Bible teacher, Christine Hoover, talking about her latest book, How to Thrive as a Pastor's Wife. Now, before the music pick song and commercial, we had to just get started talking about your passion to help other pastor's wives that resulted in two books being published for pastor's wives. Now, back in 2013, I think your book was called Help and Hope for Church Planning Wives. And then this book is called How, yeah, How to Thrive as a Pastor's Wife. So what's the big difference between these two books? Well, the first one was for church planting wives. And I wrote that a few years into church planting because there were absolutely zero resources out there for women like me. And church planting was one of the hardest ministry contexts I had ever been in. And I was desperate Mm. for help and resources. And I read my husband's resources, but the the wife experiences church planting in a very unique way from her husband. And so I just started writing down what I was learning and sharing that on a blog and sharing that online with people. And that turned into that book. And then this one, How to Thrive as a Pastor's Wife, is more uh, general for general context. You could apply it to church planting, but you could also apply it in any sort of ministry context that you're serving in, whether you're a missionary overseas or you are in an established church, if your husband is the lead pastor or he's on staff as a youth pastor, for example. So you could really take it and apply it in any context of ministry. That's really good. I love that open ending. But I I do know friends that are church planners and it is definitely 
a different ball game. That's really hard work. So I think that's great that they get a book, you know, dedicated to them alone. Um, I yeah. love subtitles for books. And I find that that marketing really helps kind of define a book and what you're going to, you know, what you can expect from that book. And your subtitle, it says practical tools to embrace your influence and navigate your unique role. And I'm wondering, as a pastor's wife, how important is it for her to see her role separate from her hubbies? Well, every pastor's wife knows that she is different from her husband and that what she experiences is a little different from him. And what I like to say is, as pastors, they you can kind of think of a straight line. Their, their whole ministry, they're going to be kind of doing the same thing all throughout their careers. They're going to be, you know, preparing sermons and they're going to be leading and shepherding people. But for a wife, she, it's her, her role is really going to depend a lot on her personality and on her gifts and on her family context and her church context. And so I think if that is more like a roller coaster line up and down, up and down, that sometimes <laughs> like, for example, a, a pastor's wife may have small children at home and she can't really be engaged as much with, with the church or with the ministry. But then later on, when her kids are a little older, she may be able to engage more. And so her role really shifts and changes with seasons and, and context. And so we really need a lot of help kind of figuring that out. How do we do this with in the very specific uh, context and with what personality I bring to the mix. And so that's the book is really, it says practical tools because I wanted it to be practical. It's not prescriptive where everyone has mm. to do these things like a mold, but here are some practical things that you can do or think about to figure out that role that you're in and where you are specifically. In the beginning of the book, you have this beautiful section called Dear Pastor's Wife. It's so sweet and reads like you wrote it like just for one person when you're reading it. And you said something there that was really, really good. You said together is an intentional word because you and I both know just how much of a team sport ministry is. So we just talked about, you know, you got to be your unique role in ministry. And is this statement contradicting what you just said, or is it complimenting it? What were you meaning by these two statements that seem to oppose each other? Together, meaning that the husband and wife have to, are called to work together in this very unique calling that God places on our lives. That what my husband does very much affects me and what I do very mm -hmm. much affects him. And that's true for everyone. But this, yeah. you can kind of think of like a Venn diagram circles of what overlaps for a pastor and a pastor's wife in their lives, their, their friendships and relationships, their work, uh, their church, all of that is the same. And so it, it, we do have to engage or are called to engage our husband's work in a way that's very unique to to this this specific thing that other people might not experience. And so it is a together calling that I mm -hmm. part of my role as my husband's wife is to embrace what God has asked him to do and to engage it in a way that helps him and supports him, challenges him and you know coming alongside him and serving with him. So I I love what I get to do, but it it definitely is a together calling. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, it's similar to a couple that's in a 
business together, the marriage dynamics where you're together a lot and you're, you know, you're working at the same goal. But I think it is important in ministry and if you are a business business couple that you do have those unique roles and every team, people have different positions. So knowing those unique roles that you fill and then the ones that your spouse feels, but yet coming together as a team, I think that's really a great point that you brought out there. I also love the seven section headings in your book. And I know, you know, they're just section headings, but you you go from you, then you and God, then you and your husband, next you and your children, then you and your friends, you and your church, you and your finish line. I kind of feel that they're listed in this order of importance for a pastor's wife and really in an order that kind of would bring about healthy boundaries. Was this a coincidence or did you plan this with a purpose? I planned it with a purpose and I actually (laughs) use an image in the book to help give context for that. Uh, Boundaries are so important in ministry and they're really, we could think of them as healthy rhythms, healthy relationships where some of those get more priority than others. And so I wanted to emphasize that there are there are proximity and distance in certain things that we want to make sure we keep our very sacred relationships healthy and thriving so that we can then engage the church, engage the community, engage friendships um, as healthy people. And so that was very mm-hmm. intentional. I do I, I did want us to consider our role through relationships, that we have a relationship with God, our husbands, children, all the ones that you mentioned, and to think about those, how would we picture those in our lives in a way Mm -hmm. that helps us to be healthy and to thrive? Where are there lines and boundaries? Who do we let into those sacred areas? And, And what do we do when we go to meet with the church that we how do we approach that in a really healthy way with a with good perspective on what we're doing in that time, who it's about, who it's for. And so, yes, I, I love that you brought that out because that was so important for me to be able to convey. Here's some ways that you can think about this that will help you thrive in your role. I, I think they were really purposely done. I think that was great because it just lays it out for you like, these are the the order of your priorities and it really does I think if girls can follow that there will be such a healthy balance between their personal lives and their ministry lives Christine I want to thank you so much for coming on the show there is so much more to your book people just need to grab it get a copy get some girlfriends together and go through it but thank you so much for being on the show thanks so much for having me At the beginning of this episode, I talked about coming back from a recording break and being refreshed. Well, I'm finally coming back from an even longer break as COVID restrictions have begun to lift here in Canada. June 8th is my first live speaking event, and I am pumped. All of you in the business and professional community can join me in Barrie, Ontario for the first post-pandemic live CBMC event. I'll be speaking at their luncheon and leading a powerful afternoon workshop to help leaders navigate the perks and pitfalls of pivoting in business and ministry. 
If that doesn't fall into your wheelhouse, why not invite me to come speak at your next event as the world opens up to us again? Let's get face to face. Check out my speaking page on sherrystall.com to book with me. As we close out this episode, I challenge you to pay attention when you're blowing your hair dry. Remind yourself of God's unlimited power. Plug in and seek Him for strength. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 101, How Powerful Is Your Blow Dryer, on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest and her offerings at soulh2o.com slash 101. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O Ministries and all we're doing to help Christian women grow confident in their faith, identity, and destiny so they don't crumble under the pressures of life. Make sure to come back next week as we talk about mom fog and how to clear your view with America's number one mom coach, the incredible Hannah Keeley. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.